2: Hey everyone, I'm Kevin S. Welcome back to another episode of Spirit Sherpa. This is the show that helps and encourages you on your journey to unlock your magic mojo. With me is the spirit doctor, Kelly Sparta.
0: Hi, Kelly. Hey, Kevin. How are you?
2: I'm doing great.
0: I'm doing well, and for those listening, you guys have just heard our latest person who is auditioning to be my co-host, to be Joey's replacement. So uh, I want to officially welcome you to the show as well, Kevin. Thank you. So uh, let's give everybody a little bit of history about how you got here.
2: What it amounts to, um, I'm from the Midwest, Uh, moved down to Florida a few years ago, love it here. Of the sunshine, live where everybody vacations. So, you know, there's that. While I was down here, I've gotten married and went to an antique town mm, about a year and a half ago now. From there, we um, started to get a little feeling <laughs> in one of the buildings. Wasn't sure what it was. And all of a sudden, it just grabbed a hold of me and just about ripped me apart. It felt like, my wife asked me what happened, and I told her, and it kind of started me on this journey to find out what in the heck was going on. Found your podcast, and yeah, the rest is history there.
0: <laughs> you, you told me you've been uh, binging for like a year and a half, and you're multiple listening. And
2: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, it, it's 100% true. The one thing that you keep saying is you only hear what you're ready to hear. So every time I listen to an episode, it was, it's, uh, she never said that before. <laughs> she changed her recording. Why did she change her recording?
0: <laughs> Trust me, I don't have time to change the recordings. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too busy making new ones. <laughs> but yeah, that's exactly what happens.
2: But, but in a nutshell, it's been a fantastic journey and just being able to continually learn. And it's making yourself a better person, inevitably. I mean, you can't be a horrible person going into this.
0: No. Well, you can be, but you'll, you'll get what you, you'll reap what you sow.
2: Yeah. It's been fantastic. It's been absolutely just a fantastic journey. My wife's on her journey as well. And she's actually started hers a little bit before I started mine, but she just thinks it's funny. She feels that sometimes I'm so far ahead of her and I'm like, I don't know anything. <laughs> I, I really don't know anything.
0: I, I hear that from people who are real badasses in the spiritual world. And uh, it, it's it's very interesting because there's a place where you come in and you go, oh, I know all this stuff. It's so cool. I know stuff. Look at me. I know stuff. And then you learn a little bit more and you go, crap, I don't know anything. <laughs> Because you get just enough knowledge to go, oh, shit, look how much more there is, right? Yeah. Oh, it's, it's, like it,
2: that. it's overcoming the blocks and everything else. It's like, oh, I'm all done. No, you're not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: Have another set. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. well and that's that's exactly so um i i I did an episode oh god it's probably several months ago now and uh there was uh i did the the soul treat uh and there was there was the woman there who is a healer who was like i don't want to be a wounded healer so i did my my shadow work and then more showed up i'm like yeah. <laughs> like that's that never stops. You know. She's like, "But how do I not be a wounded healer?" And I'm like, "Well, you have to get your shadow work done to the point where if somebody triggers it, you don't lose control over it. It may not be completely done, but it's no longer takes over your entire being and you can still stay present to what you're doing." Isn't that's, it fun? Yeah. And so that's always the entertainment, right? So, speaking of which, you are a life coach now.
2: Yes, I am.
0: Tell us about that.
2: I was looking for a direction on where I was going to and what I was actually going to do uh, with all this wealth of information. Throughout my whole life, all my jobs, everything that I've enjoyed to do has always been helping other people. Back before I moved out of Illinois, I was a fireman, worked on the ambulance. That was my job. And that was the absolute best job I've ever had. Coached my son's football team, you know, volunteered at the Boys and Girls Club and, you know, just all kinds of things like that. That's what I love to do. And then I had to have a real job. Every job I've had, I felt lost. I didn't feel like I belonged. I did well, but I never felt like I belonged there. It was It's like something's missing. Something was always missing. Now I know what was missing. Um, you know, it's the empath thing. (laughs) Excuse me while I fix everybody.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Little details. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to fix somebody. I want to fix everybody. So I looked into it and I said, well, if I'm going to go, I'm going to go all the way. So I got my NLP coaching certification, started my website and Start a Facebook page and said, here we go. Oh, and and an Instagram too. I have one of those too, although I'm not very good at it.
0: <laughs> you and me both, baby. You and me both. I do TikTok and I cross post to Instagram. That's my Instagram. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, like this whole "I gotta look perfect and be fabulous" thing, I, I just, I, I just, I'm not a, I'm not an Instagram girl. It's not my thing.
2: Yeah, I, I play it on stages, so that's one of those stages that I just. Yeah, TikTok. That's going to be a hot minute before I get into TikTok. <laughs> yeah,
0: so it's you know it, here's here's my rule of thumb for that is pick like two that you're going to be good at, just two. And like, like TikTok isn't even where I do my good stuff. TikTok is where I do my personal stuff. It's so it's a personal account. It, it's listed as a business account because I wanted it to. Be, I wanted to see the analytics on it. the analytics on it. But I, I don't. I, it's half the time I'm doing random TikTok challenges and shit. I just It's just me chatting about shit that I, I care about, right? So it is not one of my, my channels per se, right? I do Facebook and I do LinkedIn. And so, you know, you got to pick where you're going to be known. If you try to do everything, you're going to make yourself crazy. It's just not worth it.
2: Crazier. Got
0: it. <laughs> yeah. There's a there's this lovely uh, I, I thank you for for referencing that because there is this lovely TEDx talk it's TEDx Naperville uh, where she did uh, it's it's a Daria D A R R I A Long an ER doctor on triaging your crazy busy life and I highly. Highly recommend that everyone listening to the podcast. In fact, I'm. If you hear me copying and pasting in the background, it's because I'm copying and pasting in the background. <laughs> we'll include it in the show notes. Um, but yeah, you. Sh- everybody should listen to it because it is brilliant about this whole concept of crazy and how. Because right? I'm, I'm notorious for saying, you know, how is life crazy? Oh my God, it's been insane, right? That. And so she's, she's saying, okay, there's a difference between crazy and busy, you know, instead of crazy mode, use ready mode. And I'm like, huh, that's brilliant. So watch the video, you'll understand what I'm saying. Must see. So, all right, so let's, let's get into our topic here. We're talking about manifesting money and finding the flow, right? So, we're going to talk about this from a couple of different perspectives today. We're going to talk about it from a personal perspective, and we'll talk about it from a business perspective since you're just getting your your coaching practice off the ground here. Um, and I think that's really relevant. And this isn't officially a, a becoming a lightworker episode, but hey, what the hell, right? I just live for this shit, so why not? And so, uh, you know, in terms of manifesting money, one of the first things that I want to mention is... Stop using affirmations. Don't use affirmations. Don't use mantras. Don't use you know prosperity spells and all of that other bullshit. You know why? Because nobody who has money does that shit. Okay. You want to be in alignment with people who have money. They don't do that shit because they have money. You see the difference, right? This is about alignment. If you want to find the flow, you have to find the flow of what. It feels like to have money. And I'm going to tell you that because I have had many times in my life when I was going, I don't know how I'm going to make rent. And thankfully for me, that is no longer the case. And so I want to tell you the big differences between living in those two spaces. And the first one is when you think about paying the bills, you don't stress out. In fact, all your bills are on auto pay and you don't think about them. Okay, it is a,
2: a non- wonderful charge, world,
0: right? <laughs> you don't think about them because you know, there's enough money in the account to pay for them. And if there's an extra $10 charge or $50 charge or something like that, you're like, eh, whatever, I'll get it fixed. You know, and it's not a heart attack, right? And if your car breaks down, you got money in the savings account to take care of that. It's like, yeah, sucks that I got to spend 800 bucks, but I got it. So it's okay. You know, no big deal. There's a lot lower stress level when you're, cu- when it comes to money, right? So that's number one. And, and now you're going to be sitting there going, well, that's all well and fine when you have the money, but how do you do that now? And I, I, I hear you. I do. I hear you. Okay. And the answer is you have to consciously choose your response. You have to look at the bill and choose your response. You have to look at... The, I don't care if you've got 300 bucks in your bank account or $3,000 in your bank account or $30,000 in your bank account or $300,000. What you got to do is you got to look at the bill and go, no problem. I got the covered. Okay. And even if the money isn't there, you have to have the faith that it will be.
2: So I don't just crumple it up and throw it away.
0: No, that would be bad. That would be denial. Denial <laughs> is bad.
2: All right. Thank okay. you,
0: Cleopatra. <laughs> <laughs> so so, but you you do you have to just be like okay i got this and that's the other piece and i'm glad you said that kevin because if you do not take responsibility for your money you can't live in la-la land okay you cannot live in dreamville where you go oh it'll all be okay and then it isn't and you're not paying attention and it gets worse right you can't do that
2: ignore it it goes away
0: yeah it doesn't sadly, it doesn't. So you have to take responsibility for your money. Okay. That means you have to know exactly how much money you owe, exactly how much money you have, exactly how much money is coming and going to the best of your ability. I mean, when you're running a business, you don't always know that answer. But to the best of your ability, you have to know what those numbers are. You have to be on top of them. You cannot hide from it because the universe is not going to give you more of something that you're already handling badly.
2: That would make sense. Yes.
0: <laughs> you know, T. Harv Eker at his Millionaire Mind seminars used to to tell a story, which I loved. He said, you know, if you imagine that, that your money is a single scoop ice cream cone and you're a little kid and the, your parent universe has given you a single scoop of ice cream cone and, and you spill that ice cream cone onto the floor and you ask for a triple scoop. And the parent looks at you and goes, how about you manage a single scoop? And then when you can do that, we'll give you a double. And then when you can do that, we'll give you a triple. But let's let's let you learn on one scoop at a time because it's easier.
2: Three second rule.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so but I thought I, it was a brilliant metaphor, right?
2: Ice cream was a topic of conversation this morning, so I just gotta roll with that. So
0: well, then there good you call. go. Was there a flavor?
2: No, it was the fact that we don't have any in the house.
0: Oh well, that's just it's travesty.
2: No, it's not right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that ain't right. That that is just wrong. Yeah,
2: it's just not right.
0: That that's blasphemous. <laughs> yeah. So you know, but that's the idea is that you have to be responsible for your money. I did not start getting more money in my life until I went back. I had four years of back taxes that I hadn't done. And until I went back and did all four years of back taxes and got up to speed and got my payment plan in place for the IRS and did the whole thing, I didn't, my money didn't free up until after that. Okay. It also didn't free up until after my father passed because my father was the person that the only way he could love me was to give me money. And he only gave me money if I was desperate need. And so the only way I could get my father's love was to keep myself poor.
2: So you were manifesting it yourself to be stayed yeah. down.
0: Yeah. For many years, I looked at my friends and said, it, when the queen of manifestation doesn't have enough money to pay rent, there's something seriously wrong. And I couldn't figure it out. And it took me a long time to figure it out.
2: Because everything works out for you, right?
0: Well, because I I do manifest very effectively. Yes. Yeah. So I always have. I, I spent my childhood saying I live a charmed life. And, you know, if you believe that and you say it often enough, it makes it true.
2: Now it explains a lot. Okay. <laughs> yeah.
0: You know, now did my life suck in other ways? Yeah, my t- life totally sucked in other ways. You know, we were moving every year or two. I've never kept my friends afterwards. And it was only me and mom. And I had to make new friends all the time. And, you know, shit was just, there was a lot that sucked. But that's not what I focus on. What you focus on expands.
2: So as long as we're, we feel the money, we take the responsibility for the money.
0: Yeah. Okay.
2: That's it. We're good there. A little bit. Oh, okay.
0: A little bit. You can't panic, right? And you have to open to it and which means you have to be open to receive, right? If you're not open to receive, then new money can't come in. Okay. And this is particularly true with business owners, but, you know, and you got to be careful what you ask for. If you say, I want more money, well, you can have a penny and now you've got more. Decide, you got to be specific. <laughs> be specific. I want at least X amount more money, right?
2: The, the, um, number, the number one thing in goal setting is be specific. Be
0: specific. Yes. And so, uh, you know, you've got to say that. You've got to be open to receive. You've got to not have the crap in the way like I had with my dad. You can't be stingy. Okay. If you're stingy in your outflow, you will be stingy in your inflow. So yeah, if you're a cheapskate, then you will not get as much money as you could have otherwise.
2: No Scrooge McDuck. Yes. No Scrooge
0: McDuck. No Scrooge period. Right. (laughs) But yeah, so you, you you need to be very careful about. And when I see stingy, I specifically mean stingy with yourself more than anyone else, which, of course, is, you know, yeah, if I see your face. You're like, oh, fuck, right? Yeah, because we're good at being generous with other people, but we're stingy as crap with ourselves, right?
2: Uh, I'm supposed to buy stuff for me?
0: Yeah, go figure. Just because you want it. Oh, ah!
2: uh, hold up now. <laughs> <laughs> There goes we're back to that crazy thing.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I know. Sometimes you're allowed to have what you want. It's a simple concept,
2: huh? I have to try that one out.
0: (laughs) So the the thing that I want you to think about from a that's that's a personal side, right? So that's a personal side. But and and the last one is about getting into the flow. That's specifically finding the flow, right? Because the the money in your life comes and goes. Right, It comes and goes. Some of it we eddy off to the side in the form of savings accounts and investments and whatever. But money flows in and money flows out because that's the way of things. It's energy. Money is nothing but energy. It is an amplifier energy. It makes you, it, again, this is a T. Harvecker quote, it makes you more of who you already were. Right?
2: So it's not the root of all evil.
0: Oh, hell no. <laughs> And the the actual quote is the love of money is the root of all evil. Yes, and so you know, but I, I have to say that I'm not sure that I agree with that either, because we have such a contentious relationship with money right now. You know, if you don't have it, you're angry at the people who have it. You are angry at money itself for not being there for you. You you have this this re- relationship with money that is belligerent. Right. You're just like, fuck you. Why don't you? I deserve you. Why aren't you here for me? Right. You know, if you were money, would you want to be anywhere near you? I don't think so.
2: No, you can't demand it.
0: Well, you. it's not just that. It's You've got to stop being angry at money. Money has nothing to do with it. It's energy like anything else. If you're angry at it, you're going to deflect it. You're going to push it away. You have to find a way to come into relationship with money. And so that means that you need to sit down and find a quiet space and, and bring the goddess of money up to you and sit down and have a conversation with her and, and talk to her and find a way to be in relationship because that's how you bring money into your life. You have to open up to it. So, you know, these are, these are all things that will help you towards that path. Now, from a business owner perspective, With money, you've got to be careful that you're not asking for validation instead of money. So you can have validation or you can have money, but you can't have both. They will only pay you in one or the other. If you want half validation, then you will pay half price, right? They will pay half price. So, right. So, but this is the point, right? You want to make sure that what you're doing is you're asking You need to make sure that you know that what you're delivering is worth every penny of what you're delivering. Then you will get paid what you're worth. And that's the biggest mistake that I see first-time entrepreneurs make is that they get all bound up with, oh, can I really charge this much, right? Especially if it's an hourly rate that's rather high because what they don't realize is that a high hourly rate is also accounting for all the time that you're spending doing marketing, doing advertising, doing sales calls, doing you know all the stuff that you don't get paid for.
2: I, I changed the pricing on my website probably five times already. I've gone from high to incredibly stupid low. <laughs> you know, saying, this will bring customers in. And then I'm like, no, wait that's not what I want to do. <laughs> so, so I I, I keep, I kept changing it. And finally, I, I settled on a price and I said, that's how much my time is worth. That's what I'm going to go with.
0: Okay. Let's talk about that for a second.
2: Okay. Please. Okay. I said something wrong.
0: No, no. I, you may be totally right. I don't know until we go through the exercise. Okay. So I want you to think about every bit of training you've ever done. And how much you paid for that training, and how much time you spent in those trainings. Okay, I wish you guys could see his face.
2: And glad this isn't on video.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And I want you to realize that every time somebody hires you, they're leveraging every bit of that training that they don't have to take, the time that they don't have to spend to get the shortcut answer. That's what they're paying you for. Now, tell me, is your hourly rate the right amount?
2: After further consideration, (laughs) I may or may not need to change that.
0: (laughs) Well, and see, this is the thing is that most people undervalue what they have to offer, and especially people who have been through challenged childhoods, right? Through challenging situations. And, you know, we undervalue ourselves. And so, you know, when you do that, you take less than you're worth. You charge less than you're worth. You, you underachieve because you don't expect as much of yourself. And so the, the other thing I'm going to say is that we also try to charge by the hour when what we should be charging for is the outcome. Because think about it. If you're going to pay for something, do you want to pay someone for their time? and not know what you're going to get necessarily out of it or do you want to pay for an outcome and which would you pay more for
2: pay a lot more for an outcome of course
0: right so that's the other piece is that you have to recognize that results pay and so and this is true whether you're working a job or whether you're you're having a business results pay so if you can say hey boss I provided XYZ results which which resulted in the company making XYZ more money. You should give me a raise because I brought this much more in because of this this thing that I did, right?
2: Right. And of course they always give you a raise right when you do that too. It works every time.
0: It doesn't work every time, but it's it's a way that could work as opposed to, "Well, could I have a raise with no backup, right?" You know, and, and everybody and their brother should be going into their bosses this year and saying, I need a cost of living raise because of the inflation, right?
2: Just insane.
0: Yeah. I mean, everyone should be getting cost of living raises right now. And if you're not, then you should be talking to your bosses about that. Every year you should get a cost of living increase because inflation goes up every year. And if you don't, you're making less money this year than you did last year for more experience. So... And with the great resignation, there are many opportunities to go somewhere else. And I've had several of my clients do that recently, and they've all made a lot more money. So be prepared that maybe a job search might be a good idea if you're out there doing that. This is one of the other things about valuing yourself is that when you value yourself, you can recognize that, hey, you know, I'm worth more than what this dude is paying me or this chick is paying me, right?
2: Find your worth.
0: Find your work, find your worth. Yeah. So um, so as you're thinking about putting together a business, you want to think about putting together an outcome. What is the outcome that you provide? What is the thing that you do better than anyone else? And who do you do it for?
2: Wow. <laughs> that's, that's wide open. And that changes a lot of things that, you know, People, and I'm sure a lot of people in my position that are just starting out and just, you know, especially with so much being on the Internet and less face to face, it changes everything.
0: Yeah. Well, the more you can speak to a specific audience, the more you can do something specific for someone specific, the more you can charge.
2: Yeah. And that's the problem that I've been running into is just looking for my specific person.
0: Oh, you know, see, you I want to help that, everybody. No, yeah, but you, you, no, no. So let me just say this: I, I, could, I could help everybody too. Everybody could listen to my podcast and get something out of it if they've had anything remotely like a challenged childhood, and there's, that's like about eighty percent of the population of the U.S. Right? I don't have time for that. Right? No, nor does everybody have time to listen to this. So the thing that I want you to recognize is that the more you niche down, the more you get clear about who you're serving the better off you are. The thing that I want you to pay attention to is you said something very early on. So if you think about the people who need you the most, you were a firefighter and an EMT, you said, right? Yep. Right. They need you more than anybody else. They're the ones who have the most trauma. They're the ones who have the most pain. They're the ones who never fucking talk about it. And only somebody who's been there is qualified to talk to them. They can't hire just any life coach and have them understand what's going on. And that makes you more valuable in that world because it is a unique perspective on life. People who work in those fields have experiences no one else has.
2: No, and it's hard to find people to talk to them. Even when I was full-time, it wasn't talked about. The calls weren't generally talked about. We had some that were very horrific. That were talked about that they would bring people in, but that was far and few between. It wasn't the small things that add up to big things when not dealt with.
0: And that's uh, a niche that I think you could very handily fill.
2: That is going to be something I'm going to have to research even more. There you yeah. go. I end up with homework. <laughs>
0: that's right. <Yes>, meab. <laughs>
2: Thanks a lot, teach. Hey, <laughs> you're I this shit, right?
0: <laughs> but, you know, these are the things, right? Is, is you want to, you want to, if you want to open to money in the best way possible, you have to see your value in the biggest way possible, right? And see where you are most valuable, right? There's a thing going around on TikTok right now that is uh, a, a father gives his, his daughter an old car for her birthday. And he says, go take it down to the local used car dealership and find out how much they'll give you for it. And she comes back and she says, they they said they'd give me 10 grand. He says, okay, take it to the local pawn shop and see what they'll give you for it. And she comes back and says, they said, they'd give me a thousand bucks. He said, okay, now take it down to this car show over here and tell them, you know, find out how much they'll give you for it. And she says, Oh my God, they said they would give me a hundred thousand dollars for it. He said, yes, because that's what it's worth. He said, this is, she's like, why did you have me go to these other two places if you knew they were going to tell me that I shouldn't buy it for, you know, if you knew they were going to give me prices that were irrelevant. And he said, because I want you to recognize that when you go places where they do not see your value, you will never get what you're worth. Okay. And so you need to be able to see your value before you can identify the places where you can find that value. Okay. Where they will see that value as well. Right? So you have to spend the time finding your value. And then, and only then will you find others who can value you in return. And that is true, whether we're talking about money or whether we're talking about love or whether we're talking about respect, any of these things, you must first find it within yourself and then you will find it in others. Because ultimately we, we teach other people how to treat us.
2: Love, money, there are everything's tied together.
0: It's all tied together. Absolutely. And so, you know, this would be the moment when we talk about inner peace, right? Because inner peace 101 teaches you how to find your value. Well, it starts you on the road to find your value. Um, it, it gets you ready to actually do the work that will help you to find your value. And if you're, not having enough money in your life, if you're not having enough love in your life, if you're not having enough respect in your life, if you're not having enough anything in your life, it is because you need to find it inside of you first. And the way you do that is by first finding enough emotional safety to clear the decks to be able to do the work. Because if you're spending your entire day going, oh my God, oh my God, I suck, I suck, I suck. Oh my God, something's going to be flying at my face in the next five minutes. Oh my God, I'm so angry at this person and I'm going to have an argument in my head with them for the next six days until I until I feel like I've had the argument. But I'm never going to say anything to them, but they're supposed to know, right? I and mean, Trust me, I know these thoughts. I had them, I lived them for many, many years, right? But they take up the entirety of your consciousness. And if that is taking up the entirety of your consciousness, you have no room to grow and so that's what inner peace 101 does is that it shuts that shit down right it just shuts it down it changes the way you see everything and it cuts your stress levels in half at least in just four months and you will not recognize yourself when you get done it's amazing
2: where where would this inner peace 101 be
0: inner peace 101
2: inner peace 101
0: And it is on the homepage of my website at kellysparta.com.
2: On the homepage.
0: On the homepage. So you made made it easy to
2: find because it's kind of important.
0: It is kind of important. It is the very first step in the healing process. Yes. So when you can do that, then you can start to work on the things that help you to see your value. But you're not going to be able to do it until you can clear the decks, until you can find that sense of emotional safety. Because people talk about their comfort zone. And your comfort zone isn't the place where you're comfortable. It is the place that you're used to. And it is usually very uncomfortable. It's just the discomfort level you're used to, right?
2: (laughs) This is what I know. So I'm just going to hang out here. I don't like it much, but it'll do for now.
0: It'll do for now. It's better the devil you know than the devil you don't, right? Right. Problem is that... The devil, you know, takes up all your all your bandwidth and leaves you no room for anything else, right? But the good news is if you can clear the decks and you can clear out some of that bandwidth, you're so used to being uncomfortable, you're going to be a badass when it comes to doing personal growth work because you're used to being uncomfortable. You know how to do that. You actually have a level of comfort with discomfort. And so if you can get the cruft out of the way, you can shine.
2: And it all starts with the inner peace 101. And then the next thing you know, you're feeling the money, you're responsible, and you're doing good and you're happy. Yeah. So,
0: all right. So, I think that covers it.
2: Well, the only thing I think we're missing is a Kellyism.
0: Oh, yes. A Kellyism. Uh, let's see here.
2: I, ne- I need to have something to sleep on.
0: Okay. Let's see here. What are we going to give you? Hmm. Okay. Stop trying so hard to be wealthy, and instead relax into the fact that you already are.
2: Perfect. That's summed up everything right there.
0: <laughs> okay.
2: That's that's why you make the big bucks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you said my line. <laughs> you have been listening a lot. <laughs>
2: I may have listened to one or two. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so uh, we're going to put your your uh, website on the uh, show notes here, and by the time it comes out, we'll see what you've landed on for your pricing point. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> you got a week and a half to figure it out, you'll be fine. Sweet. <laughs> You're, you want to give us the website?
2: It's findyourflamecoaching.com.
0: All right. Findyourflamecoaching.com. Awesome. And that's all we have for this week. Join us next time as I add another episode into your guide to energy, magic, and the spirit world. I'm Kelly Sparta here with Kevin Sweezy, and you have been listening to Spirit Sherpa. So long,
1: everyone. Bye. Driving down the road, eyes on the horizon. Within my car, I'm all alone. But feeling good and feeling strong. Knowing that this path I'm on brings me to myself. I'm driving, wondering where my spirit
0: will. I'm driving. Are you waking up to the spiritual world and realizing that you have no idea what you're doing? But you feel like you kind of probably should, especially since you seem to be seeing things and feeling things and having things see you that maybe aren't so great and that you might want to actually control your experience of that. Well, I have great news for you because our Welcome to the Woo program does just that for you. It teaches you how to hold your energy field, manage your energy field, clear your energy field, protect your energy field, and learn how to protect your space.